Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Laura D. June Wilson and Rosemary Day. Lori D. June Wilson was 30 years old in March of 2016. She lived in Dillingham, Alaska. Dillingham, Alaska has a population of 2,329 people. It sits on the Neshegek Bay at the mouth of the Neshegek River, which is the inlet of Bristol Bay, an arm of the Bering Sea in the North Pacific. The city can only be reached by plane or boat. When Lori D. was eight years old, she accidentally drank a caustic lye-based detergent that she mistook for juice. It had been left on the counter at a community event. The, the detergent severely burned her esophagus. As a result, she had to have surgery at least annually to dilate her esophagus and to keep the scar tissue from swelling and closing off her airway. She had had this procedure over 200 times and it was scheduled to be done in August of 2016. Lori D. would not be able to eat or breathe without having this procedure done. Lori D. was addicted to methamphetamines and heroin. She needed to be drug-free to get the surgery on her throat. In mid-March, she entered the residential drug treatment program at the Rainforest Recovery Center in Juneau. Juneau is the capital city of Alaska. Uh, extremely rugged terrain surrounds the city, making Juneau more like an island. All goods that come in and go out go by plane. Downtown Juneau sits at sea level and is surrounded by steep mountains at 3,500 to 4,000 feet high. Juneau is in the Castano Channel of the Alaskan Panhandle. It shares its eastern border with the Canadian province of British Columbia. There are 31,276 people who reside in that city. On March 24, 2016, Lori D. was seen crawling out of the ground floor window of the treatment center, which is odd because she was in the program voluntarily. Lori D. was never seen again. Her father, Kenny Wilson spent weeks at a time in Juneau looking for Lori D at homeless shelters, public transit, and monitoring flights. He even hired someone to look for her when he had to return to Dillingham. No one has seen or heard from her. Law enforcement has not been helpful in this case because Lori D is an adult and has the right to go wherever she wants. Adults with addiction issues are vulnerable to robbery, attacks, sexual assault, and trafficking. While they have a right to to come and go as they please. It feels like a hands-off attitude when adult addicts go missing um, because they are very vulnerable to abuse. Do we know why she was there in March? I mean, if her, her, if her surgery wasn't scheduled until August, I mean, is that, was that a normal time frame? Well, I, I think that it was just a, an attempt for her to, to get free, okay. Okay. to get drug-free. And that it might take a while. Sure. Um, it was she had a strong addiction and it was active, and um, but one of the th reasons that I wanted to tell you about what Dillingham looks like and what Juno looks like is you can't get to one or the other. Right. But by plane. Right. You don't. You don't just walk across a border or something. You don't just yeah. go to the next town. Right. You have to. You have. It's. It's very rugged. 
there's the um, Gulf of Alaska and mountains. You don't get to go from one place to another. You're not just... Can you drive out of Juneau? No. No. Not even, no, dri it not is, even driving. It is, it is like an island sure. because even though it's, it's, it's not surrounded by water, it is unpassable. Sure. You can't drive from... You can't actually drive from Dillingham. Sure. To, to anywhere else. Right. It is, it is, all goods coming or going have to be brought in by plane. Sure. Because there's, it's, it's just so rugged and extreme. Um, but that means that, where did she go? Right. 32,000 people, that's in Juneau, that's, that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it would swell in, during their tourist season. But, um, she was 30 years old, so they would have, the, there are some places where you would continue to show up. Right. Right. And um, while she could have taken a flight, that would have required resources and, and, and you know, maybe other things. But it's because of where she's at, because this is basically two little islands yeah. not connected to each other. Um, well, and in 2016, if she took a flight, that would have been documented. You know, like she would have yes. had to provide identification right. and... You know, it wasn't just right. like make up a name and jump on a flight. Right, and and law enforcement. I mean, while the father um, or mother may not be able to find out that information right. because it, it she's she's a she is a um, independent adult. Law enforcement could know and right. and and could say, hey, we know that she left the area. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless she hopped on a flight that was chartered by some private citizen right. or you know something right. something like that. So, and, and Lori D. had three sons. She would be 35 years old today. She is a Native American woman with brown hair and brown eyes, and she stands about 5 foot 4 and weighs 130 pounds. Her ears are pierced. She has a mark on both arms, wrists, and hands, and scars on her upper lip, forehead, and abdomen. If you know anything about the whereabouts of Lori D. Wilson, contact the Juneau Police Department at 907 586 06 Zero, zero. Well, and we know that without this surgery, she wouldn't be able to eat or breathe. Well, and, so, and, and she's never, she'd never gone, you know, she'd never gone a full year without having this surgery. Right. However, she would have been an adult, and, and maybe she could have gone longer, but now it's been four or five years. Right. And... And I guess that's not to say that she hasn't had it done. Right. But... It's not to say she... But, right. Um... But would, why would you go somewhere else? She would have to go to Seattle to get the surgery. Okay. That's where she had would have to go to okay. to to get the surgery. Which would have required, you know, um again, a flight. An effort. An mm -hmm. effort. Um the um uh, and I'm sure that this isn't a common surgery, I wouldn't say. I would hope that this dilation of the esophagus wouldn't be something that just anybody could do. Right. Um, however, in, in, a, in an emergency case, you know, I mean, that's probably how it would have shown up as somebody in the emergency room unable to breathe because of this issue. Right. And so, you know, maybe it gets taken care of that way. But um, she would have been seen somewhere by somebody. And... It sounds like she had she had gone to a she had had to have some some psychological testing before she went into treatment or so she had been in a different place for a little bit and she had only been in the residential program 
for less than a week, I think. Um, and she, she had talked to her family, talked to her sister, it was going well, and then she crawled out the window. When she could have just walked out the door, nobody right. was going to stop her because she was, a, a, she was there voluntarily. But, um, yeah, she had three young boys, which it's hard to imagine that somebody could leave them and not, and not check on them. Do we know where the boys were? The boys are in, were in Dillingham with. I, I think the boys were in Dillingham with her, her parents. Okay. And um, I think that the that they had custody of the children, mm-hmm. um, because this addiction had been going on for a sure. while and had been an issue. And and um, so the boys were safe, and the boys are safe and and cared for. But it, where did she go? Yeah. Well, and there's just so many layers to this that make her invisible you know one she was native american two in alaska well a native native american female alaska addict addict i mean that you the only other thing that could be added to that to make her more invisible would have been a mental illness yeah and you know that just that that i think that makes you invisible and also makes it very difficult for law enforcement to assist in any way yeah I think that there's a level of like, do we even take this seriously? Too well, you know, you because, know she's just left. She's right. she's, you know, she's an addict. Like, what are we supposed to do? Right. Yeah. And um, it's just so tragic. And it makes you, you know, <clears throat> while adults have the right um, to come and go as they please, mm-hmm. we have the right to make poor decisions. We have a right to be um, make bad choices. At what it, but it also it feels very convenient. Yeah. When when I think of people with <clears throat> addiction issues or mental health issues, the same but different. That they are, you know, they're put in these boxes. Right. And what are we supposed to do? Right. It's like they're untouchable. Yeah. That that just because you have a mental illness and may not be predictable mm-hmm. in your behavior. Or because you're an addict and you may not uh, be predictable in your behavior, that doesn't mean that we should just wipe our hands clean of you. Um, Because that means that then all efforts lie on the family. And they don't have the the resources. They don't necessarily have the resources. They're also raising three young boys. Well, like you said, they don't have... They wouldn't be able to call the airline and say, "Hey, did she? Uh, you know, was she on a flight?" They wouldn't give them that. Right. Where and, they would give law enforcement that information. Right, and the the they don't have they just don't have they don't have access to phone records. They don't have access to you know a, a wide variety of things that that might be important. And I think it makes it also more difficult because this is Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> it is, you know. It is connected to the United States. It sure doesn't feel that way. It feels mm-hmm. like there is there, Alaska is absolutely uh, an island unto itself. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, the combination of her being Native American, a woman, and an addict means that there's very little that the systems can do to find her 
And if that was if if that was if it was your loved one, it would just it would feel like such a betrayal. Yeah. And this wasn't normal for her. I mean, she, it it maybe was normal that she used drugs. It maybe was normal that you know she was in treatment or whatever. But to sneak out of a window. Was that a normal behavior? Has she done this before? I mean, that would be something that would call attention to this isn't normal for her case. That right. She could have just walked out. And she was seen, she was seen leaving by this ground yeah. level window. She was, that was, she was observed doing that. And, and I would say that, you know, I don't know what an addict feels like when they're trying to get sober, uh, this was in the very early stages, so it's. I would assume it's very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and um, but it also, but it 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 wasn't it wasn't it wasn't normal, right? I mean, to say, well, she was an addict. This is mm-hmm. you know they're unpredictable. She was, you know, what she was in treatment or. They're unpredictable, or, but this isn't, I feel like this is just so not normal for somebody who could have right. just walked out the door right. and at gone off time. on her own. At any time. That's what makes this suspicious. And, and could have walked out legally on her own, yeah. of her own strength, and could have, you know, even if her parents would have been upset or mad um, that she walked out of treatment, when, when it, what, what ultimately it meant that is that she would not, she needed to be sober and clean, drug-free, before she could have this surgery. Yeah. You know, your parents could be mad. They could be pissed. Mm-hmm. They could be, but... She's an adult. She's an adult. and But also that, that you know, you can... Your parents can be... <laughs> we've all had our parents mad at us. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have stopped communicating with them. Right. And the part that gets me that really... It really upsets me is, is that she lived in Billingham. A town of 2,300 people. Yeah. I would say that, you know, I'd be curious to find out the, 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 the population of the area. Um, there were, <laughs> and I, I, I'm probably very naive, but in that little town of Dillingham, there were people providing methamphetamines and heroin to their fellow residents of this small, small town. Very small. And that just, that just really ticks me off. I just really get upset because it's not like they would have been, they would have known. Right, right. Each other. And it just, it, sometimes it, it, and they, they could very well have been, so in my research, it didn't identify what tribe she was from. Okay. But I think, I feel, that there would have probably been, if she was born and raised in Dillingham, there are probably people from her, the same tribe, the same culture as her. And it just makes me angry. I mean, <laughs> that that they would have been making money off of selling drugs to their own People. And I, I, that's probably really naive of me, but it, it, it just makes me angry. Yeah. Um, the idea of smel- of selling, and uh, drugs and getting people, your, your family, your friends addicted. 
and I, I recognize that's that's very naive, but it it just it, it somehow it seems it's sacrilegious. It feels it feels mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. so wrong. And if something did happen to her, she would have shown up. Right. You'd think. Well, you you'd think. I mean, Somewhere. She can't get out of Juno, really. Not without not without resources. Not without resources, she can't. Yeah. She can be trafficked, and that is one thing that can be done in which she would be, could have been removed from that space, maybe against her will or without any... Or under false under, pretenses right, or right. something. That is the one thing. Um, she was beautiful, and um, she had these specific medical needs, but... Um, they didn't show on the outside, and so she could have made it to the to the mainland somewhere, and and then in the United States, and um, anywhere in the United States right. or Canada, frankly, right? Because um, that that Juno borders on British Columbia, so sure. it it's it's very possible that that she could have been trafficked and taken someplace else, um, and she would have been ripe for the picking when it comes to that somebody who is in need of drugs or money and without resources. So, yeah. Rosemary Day is a graduate of Orange Park High School in Orange Park, Florida. She excelled in school, she played sports, and was in the choir. After high school, she studied journalism at the University of Central Florida and the University of North Florida, but she did not finish her degree. Her family describes her as a sweet, quiet, friendly person who loves animals, photography, the Beatles, and reading her Bible. Rosemary was 27 years old in 2011. She was living in Jacksonville, Florida. Rosemary was in, a, in an abusive two-year relationship with 47-year-old James Smith III. In February, James, a convicted drug dealer, was charged with battery after she accused him of attacking her in her apartment after she broke up with him. She was dating this this quiet, friendly uh Bible-reading journalist was dating a convicted drug dealer. Yes. It's, it was not stated anywhere that she also used drugs. I. That's what's odd about this story. I mean, However, they made it. I mean, I've dated a few people. They didn't necessarily reveal all their, oh, their, right. their sins first and also right. um, may not have identified himself on... Tinder as a convicted drug dealer. Right. So. Right. It's an odd part of the story that. How they got uh, yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. And when he was 47. She was 27. She told authorities that he repeatedly abused her, had threatened her with a gun, and she also feared that he would kill her. James also accused Rosemary of abusing him. He said that during this incident in February that she attacked him in a suicidal rage after he refused to buy crack cocaine for her. Can I just say I looked I looked ahead and I can see that she's five foot four and hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she attacked him. Right. A judge ordered them both to stay away from each other. Prosecutors dropped the battery charges three weeks later, citing insufficient evidence, credibility issues with Rosemary's story, and her refusal to pursue charges. Neighbors would later say that they overheard these fights between Rosemary and James for months. On May 30th, 2011, after not hearing from her since the 21st and calls to her apartment going unanswered, 
Her parents went to her apartment. Rosemary was nowhere to be found. Police found a partially packed suitcase, her depression medication, and a crack pipe inside. Rosemary had struggled with depression for a while, but this was something that she rarely spoke about. Can I just say, though, that it's not uncommon for people who are involved with addicts, uh, alcohol or whatever, other, ever kind of addiction, uh, but when somebody's involved with somebody who's addicted, it's not unlike that them to actually use as well sure. to deal with the the use of their partner. I mean, right. it's not. I I I I've certainly seen it with with alcohol when somebody is um, that they self medicate mm -hmm. that the victim self medicates. Right, um, especially if you're dealing with depression and. Domestic violence. And uh, just in this lifestyle, it's available, and, and it may help help the abuser if you're using. Well, it's another piece of control. Right. Yeah. Right. Neighbors said that they overheard fighting on May 25th at Rosemary's apartment, and they saw her drive away in her 2003 Toyota Corolla. One neighbor who had befriended Rosemary said that she felt stuck in the relationship. She said that this argument had actually taken place four days earlier, so the 21st, the last time her parents had heard from her. I'm sure that authorities spoke to James about what he knew or what had happened that day, but it's all speculation. I couldn't find anything as far as what he had said or what he had to say about her disappearance. I actually couldn't find anything about him. We know that he is a convicted drug dealer, and he was 47 at the time of Rosemary disappeared. Other than that, because of his name, James Smith, it's difficult to find out anything. I looked. Do you know how many James Smiths? In the world? There are. And, I mean, he was the third one. And it doesn't I, necessarily mean it was his name. I mean, if, you were, if yeah. you were somebody who had trouble with the law, you might right. use a pseudonym. Yeah. I, I literally couldn't find... I mean, there was a ton of stuff about James Smith, but... I didn't, know, I didn't know what yeah. he looked like. I didn't know, you know what race he was or... Right. So I, it's, it's a little frustrating to me that there's nothing in any of these reports about what happened to her. There's nothing about him. There's not, no statement that he made. There's no, he hasn't said anything as far as what's out there to the public, which is, it's just concerning considering she if he missing. was abusive and he was a convicted drug dealer. Shouldn't somebody be keeping tabs on him? Well, there should at least be a statement or... Mm -hmm. What does he have to say about right. good, bad, or otherwise? Right. What does he have to right. say about? And as about we know, this? when when somebody goes when when a partner goes missing, the first person they look at is their is the other partner. Right, right. On August seventh, more than two months after she disappeared, her blue two thousand three Toyota Corolla was found abandoned twelve miles away on the nine hundred block of North Liberty Street in Jacksonville. Someone who lived on the block called it in because it had been sitting there for so long. It had been parked there for so long that it had cobwebs in it. Authorities stated that they found unspecified information in the car that might indicate Rosemary's whereabouts. They never made that information public, and as far as I could find, no one has been charged in connection to her disappearance. There are no suspects, no persons of interest. That's where the information ends. There have been no public updates on her since 2011. Her case remains unsolved. Rosemary Day was 27 years old in 2011. She would be 37 today. She is described as Asian and Caucasian. She is of Filipino descent. 
She is 5'4 and 120 to 150 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She has small scars on her arms. Her hair is very long and thick. She, wear, she usually wears it parted down the middle and pulled up. She wears glasses. She is supposed to take daily antidepressant medication, and she does not have it. As a result, she may be disoriented. Rosemary is classified as disabled. Her nickname is Rose. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Rosemary Day, please call the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office at 904-630-2791. She is the perfect candidate for a predator like James Smith III. Yeah. She's a small stature. She is of Filipino descent, which would mean that it's a, she comes from a you know, a patriarchal society, a sure. culture. Um, she's suffering from depression. Uh, she has no clear direction in her life. Yeah. Um, and it, she's 20 years younger. Somebody like Jane Smith would have seen her coming. Right. And, but it's a, it's a very populated area. Mm hmm Just where do these bodies go? Where do they... Why doesn't somebody show up? Why? Because you'd have to believe that I mean, she t was talking to her parents on a, a weekly basis. Right. Right. Well, and the neighbors, too. And I think that that's what's... I think that that's a part of domestic violence that people don't always talk about, is that, you know, if you hear something, do something. Like, it's not a private issue. If you, if you know these things are happening and you're hearing arguments, and for two years, you know, these neighbors were hearing these things... Call it in, you know? Then there's at least a record of... And I feel like the more... Even though this might be counterproductive to the victim because it can then make him more angry and, you know, whatever. It can give her a little bit of reprieve. Well, it can. And it can offer more resources to her. You know, the more times law enforcement is showing up or people are reaching out to her, the more likely it is that she would get out eventually because you know you're planting those little seeds mm -hmm. and i don't know it's just it's it, frustrating it's, to it, me. i think it's i think it's hard to know what to do right oh absolutely and i think it's hard to know what to do exactly uh calling it in so you could make yourself the, the target of james of um james smith the third right. you could make yourself tar a target because uh, being identified by law enforcement or whatever, somebody who's called it in, mm -hmm. you could um, also, while it may give her a minute of reprieve, it may give her a night of reprieve. Right. It's 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 very likely that that um, a after several calls, they're going to move away. Right. And this is going to continue. However, yeah, it's not a perfect. There's no there's no perfect fix or answer. No, there or... isn't. But I, I would say that that it it is. It's better than doing nothing. It's yeah. better for the victim than doing nothing because mm -hmm. it just interrupts it. Right. Even if it's for a minute, an hour, a night, a day. Yeah. And um, otherwise, she at 120 to 150 pounds, five foot four, 
has to defend herself against him by herself. Mm -hmm. And I it just, it, it, I, I, well, it doesn't solve the problem. It, it feels like it's the only thing you can do. Well, and I think it shows him that other people are watching. And mm -hmm. it shows him that people are paying attention. And even though nothing may come of it, if when law enforcement shows up or whatever, I don't, I don't know. It, like you said, it's not perfect because then he could just take it out on her and, you know, whatever. But I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's just such a tricky situation. It is tricky, and I and I think it it and you don't know what to do, and it's right. not clear what to do. Yeah. However, you know we we talk about it when we talk to kids or anybody else. If you see something, say something. Right. And I would say that in this case, if you hear something, say something. Mm -hmm. That um, it should be. Then then what what then you create an environment where. <clears throat> Domestic abuse isn't isn't allowed, isn't acceptable in our in our community. I think also that we when you look at a cultural when you look at this from a cultural perspective, um, there is there are some strong cultural reasons why you don't interfere in somebody else's business. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I, and I think that that's 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 also a strong component in just in the Caucasian. Yeah. culture well it's just this it's this mindset of domestic yeah. violence it's not my business it's a it's family issue business. it's not it's my, my issue. it's yeah. a family issue however and which would be fine if uh, both members of the family were of equal size equal weight equal strength right. if it was an equal fight it's never an equal fight mm -hmm. and so um it's and if we so it's never equal right and um, but, but, and I think that when you look at it from a cultural perspective, it could make it harder to call. Yes. And especially, um, yeah. And then fear of, of retribution, fear yeah. of, of having him come to your door, um, fear of, you know, slashing your tires, cutting your brakes, doing anything that's just to say, Hey, I'm. I'm not sure that you called, but yeah. I'm, you know, I, 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 mm -hmm. it would be intimidation. Yep. And, uh, however, it's, it's, it's really, it's not, it's not a family matter. Oftentimes, I mean, we know from just the state of Minnesota that every year as we look at the femicide report, there are innocent bystanders, um, or people who are trying to intervene mm -hmm. that get killed. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no one answer for it. However, to deal with it. But. I don't know that they've been killed because they made a phone call. Yeah, and I don't know what this apartment building looked like. Was it six apartments? Was it a huge complex? Yeah, I I have no clue. Right. I don't know. You know, I feel like that would make a difference too. You know, was it four apartments that were all? I mean, obviously or, one of you called. Or, or is was it, it? Is it? You know, was it? Was it an apartment? Was it? Is it was an it? apartment. Okay. Yeah. Which, but but there are people above, below, and beside. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you just call it in, and I would have to say that you could, you you've got to be able to call it in mm -hmm. anonymously. Yep. But one of your neighbors called. Yeah. It just puts it just you know there's it's two or three mm -hmm. 
people who are going to be the targets of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with the information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. So, Katie, for my weekly uh, distraction, I have 25 of the strangest names for groups of animals. Oh. So, a group of alligators is called a congregation. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, could you guess a group of apes? No. A shrewdness. Oh. That is not what I would... No. A shrewdness. Huh. A group of bats is a colony or a cauldron. Ooh, a cauldron. A cauldron of bats? Are you kidding me? That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah, it is. A group of bears, which... I don't know that bears group. Group. I don't think so. But they're called a sleuth. Hmm. Interesting. Strange name. They don't feel very sleuth No, they don't. No. They don't. And I and you probably know that a group of cats is called a clowder. Oh, I didn't know that. Meowder is a different <laughs> name. Clowder. <laughs> a group of crows... A group of crows is called a murder... A group of donkeys is called a pace of donkeys. Weird. Who's make this is not I don't know that this is true. There's such this better is from names. the farmer's almanac. So it could be but I mean I mean it's farmers well, almanacking. One when, when, when? Back in the eighteen hundreds. Well however we have better I names would now. say that we don't have better names unless we would let children. So a group of ferrets is a business. Oh, I've heard that before. Which is a weird name for it them. It is. It should just be craziness. Or I mean, businesses. businesses. It's just not... It's a business. Yeah. Uh, a group of fox... Mm-hmm. is called a skulk. <laughs> or a leash. A fox. Huh. Says. <laughs> a group of gerbils is called a horde. Uh, which I would say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. If you've got a group of, a group, not a couple. A group. A group. Yeah. Which would be three or more. Sure. I would say. That's a horde. It is. A group of dra- of drafts <laughs> is called a tower. Hmm. Perfect name. That is perfect. A group of hippopotami. <laughs> says <laughs> A group of hippopotamuses is called a bloat. Oh, well, that, that's I, a good name. Yep. That's a good name. Yep. And I think this is a good name. A group of hyena are called a cackle. Oh, that's good. Because they've got that, that yippy shrill. Yeah. A group of leopards is called a leap. Uh, what? Which could be just a lep. A you know? lep. A le- but it's yeah, a leap. A leap. Which is, I, I don't really like. A group of martins is called a richness. Oh. And aren't Martins kind of mean and Jerks. bitey? Yeah, I think so. So, a richness. Hmm. Don't think so. I don't think so. A group of owls is called a parliament. I knew that one. Huh. But I didn't know this one. A group of porcupine is called a prickle. <gasps> Which is perfect. It is perfect. Um, a group of raccoons is called a nursery. Oh. Or a gaze. Hmm. Weird. That's weird. 
<laughs> this is this is perfect. A group of rats is called a mischief. Um, mm -hmm. That really works. It does. A group of rhinos, rhinoceri, <laughs> is called a crash. You would sense. think that is a good that, you know. Yeah. They're not. They're not quiet. The horned unicorns. Right. Um, that a group of them would be a crash because yes. it would be. Yep. A group of skunks is called a surfeit. S U R F E I T. Surfeit. 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 I don't know. Sorbet. <laughs> Parfait. Any. It's not a good name. It's for not. A skunks. It's not. A pew. A pew. Yes. <laughs> La pew. Uh, lay pew, I think, is actually. Many pews. Uh, a group of squirrels is called a dray. What's a dray? Uh, I do, a dray, I do not know. It's <laughs> weird. It's a weird name. Yeah. Isn't and it doesn't make sense. Isn't that behind uh, horses? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. D-R-A-Y. A group of toads, it's a good name. A group of toads is called a nut. Oh, weird. Well, they kind of look like a knot, yeah. lumpy and... Bumpy. Bumpy. A group of turtles is called a bale. Now, uh, that doesn't make that... I don't get gravel, it. Gravel, stones, <laughs> yeah. uh, but Rock. a bale. Because yeah. a bale, I think of a bale of hay, but... Yeah. I, I maybe... Or like to bale. Or, yes, but and maybe they, maybe they clump together. Maybe. But... It's, I don't know that they do that. It but just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. And, and as you probably know, that a group of whales is called a pod. Yes. Those were good. Those were good. That's from the Farmer's Almanac. Well, we need new farmers. We need, we need, we need to take all those names, find a seven-year-old child, children, because I yes. think that, they're, they would, that it would, they would feed each other yeah. and come up with new names. Yeah, they just, Modern some names. just don't make sense. Some I feel them, like we have new names. Right. We're, we're newly creative. And, and thinking uh, of names. we have, and children are much better at this than we are. Yes. There may be some of the names they choose to keep. Yeah. Some of them are good. A prickle. That's a prickle? Perfect. I mean, that's. A crash. Or what was it? A, uh, for rhinos? Uh, rhinos was a crash. Crash, yeah. Perfect. Yes. And, and a group of giraffes, a tower. That's great. Perfect. Yeah. We don't need to change that. But. Right. The other they, ones need to be like that. They could come up with they yeah. could come up with better ones, I bet. Those were good. So what do you have for us? This I week? have weird laws. Oh. U.S. laws. Okay. In North Carolina, bingo games cannot last more than five hours. What the hell? <laughs> Five-hour bingo game? That would be my version oh of my hell. Gosh. I mean, unless I'm winning, and then maybe not. Well, and I have to, when I was writing Five hours? Down, right. When I was writing these down, I had to think, like, there's a reason why this was a law. Like, somebody did these things. They were going way into the night. <laughs> yes, yes. Before. <laughs> right. <laughs> G3. Way too serious. Yeah, way too serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 apparently in some, you know, they, they get certain places. They yes. get very serious about their bingo. I believe it. Senior centers, very serious. Cutthroat. Cutthroat. Yeah. In Quitman, Georgia, chickens are not allowed to cross the road. Nope. Who? What do you do? What do you? How do you find the chicken? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. In Arizona, if you cut down a cactus, you could be sentenced to 25 years in prison. You know why? Because they take so long to grow. Oh. They take so long to grow that it, that, and uh, they don't, I don't think they even get the arms. Sure. Until they're like. Old. 10 years old. Oh, that makes sense. So, but it's, it's, it would 
probably be pretty easy to do. Right. But um, so you're 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 sentenced to what? Twenty five years in prison. Holy cow! They take their cacti seriously. Well, you know. They should. They should. Yeah. In Paulding, Ohio, policemen are allowed to bite a dog if they think it will calm them down. So there's been some research done on that. Again, these are things that apparently have happened that now there has to be a law for. I don't I don't know. Have you ever bit a dog? No. I don't like eating dog hair. Or dog. Or dog. Well, <laughs> I mean, I want to say that my my little sister was a biter. <laughs> she was a biter. And she, and those little sharp little teeth. She, but, but one time my mom had to bite her back. Sure. And one time. I think that that's not uncommon. And she quit. Yeah. So. Maybe it works on a dog too. I, I don't know. Well, I, it doesn't even say that the dogs are biting. It just says to calm them down. <laughs> I feel like that would not calm a dog down. Bite him on the scruff of his neck and his ear. I don't. I, don't I can know. tell you. You bite me, I'm not going to, that's not going to... It's like telling somebody to calm down. It doesn't work. It does not work. No. Biting a dog. I know. In Texas, it is illegal to sell your eyeballs. Is there a hot market? I mean, how how do you know how much you're getting if you sell your eyeballs? Well, if you sell both of them, if you sell just one. I suppose. And, you know, it's a limited commodity. Uh, you only I got say, two. And also, it's Texas, so you better, if you're going to make that transaction, you better <laughs> right. make that quick. <laughs> sell your eyeballs. Uh, I don't it's know. illegal to sell your eyeballs. Yep. Rhode Island. Not illegal to buy the eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, that's really where it should be. It should be illegal to buy the eyeballs. Yes. You should be able to sell whatever you want. <laughs> well, it's your body, I suppose. It's your body, but, yeah. but... How do you get them out? Like... Well, I think you. I think that it can be done. Well, yeah, but you'd have to. I mean, it would be a process. It's not just like, oh, shoot, my eyeball fell out. I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> just and out it comes. I mean, I think that it's just a matter of. I think it's just sitting in there, a little suction, a little string, a little. <laughs> well, technically, I suppose those those tendons and stuff are string, but. It just seems very strange. Yeah, I very think it strange. should be. I, I personally, my personal opinion, uh, Texas, is that it should be illegal to buy them. Right. You should be able to sell the hell out of them if you want to, right. but you yeah. can't buy them. In Rhode Island, you may not sell toothpaste and a toothbrush to the same person on a Sunday. I don't know. Gainesville, Georgia, you're not allowed to eat fried chicken any other way than using your hands, which is the right way. It's the right way. You can't be using a fork. Well, can I just say, who's making these laws? I don't and know. Why are you so rigid about your chicken eating? I mean, really. Or your toothpaste buying. Mind your own bobber. What if it got stolen on the way out of the store? What if you forgot them both? I know, I know. Mind your own bobber. I know. Making laws about just stupid <laughs> stuff. This is just stupid <laughs> stuff. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, red cars may not drive down Lake Street. Uh, that's not true. I bet they do it all the time. Well, I'm sure they still do it. I'm sure they do it. It's a law still, apparently. It's still written in the books. Can I just say why? Why would you ever I again? Know. I don't know. Annoying. <laughs> Mind your own red bobber. <laughs> right. In Alabama, bear wrestling matches are prohibited. Good. Yep. Uh, is there a lot of bear? I don't know how you organize that. I, it, do they RSVP? Like, how do you know they're going to come? Well, I think that it's illegal, and so that you don't necessarily have an advertisement. 
And I don't where know, are people keeping their bears? Where like, do you keep your bears? I mean, to have a match. I don't. In Wyoming, you may not take a picture of a rabbit from January to April without an official permit. What? Where? Wyoming. And I feel, I feel like I read a different law somewhere that it was not just rabbit, it was other other wild animals. From when to when? January to April. Is it because they have babies during that time? I don't why would you why you why? I don't know. Is it hunting reasons? I mean are you are you are you harassing <laughs> the rabbits? Are you the paparazzi? Are you the for animals? Rabbitotsery? <laughs> because I don't think that's... I mean, maybe it's because they're having babies. Do they maybe care? Maybe they're spawning. I don't know. I don't know. Do, do, the, do the rabbits care? Well, apparently they do, because I somebody wrote a law. I know. I know. I know. It didn't explain why. <laughs> I don't know. In Washington, you can't buy meat any kind... You can't buy any kind of meat on Sunday. In Washington. In Washington. D.C.? Washington uh, State. Um, I think it's just Washington lie. State. It's a lie. It is a lie. In Indiana, it is illegal to attend a public event or use public transportation within four hours of eating onions or garlic. A lie, lie, <laughs> lie. It, it would be good manners. Right. It's best for everybody. Can I just say, that's one thing that the masks have been nice. Yes. Filter your own damn breath. I have to say, they have been very handy at hockey games also. Yes. My nose is toasty. Nice and toasty. Yep. And also... It, if it drips, nobody knows. Right, right. <laughs> it automatically is just so absorbed. Up. Yep. Uh, uh, sneezing. Sneezing uh, with your mask on. That is, uh, in my workout session, uh, in classes, I swear to God, it happens every time. Uh, you sneeze in your mask. And you can't do anything. You no. can't. It's no elbow. It's nothing. You just, uh, you just uh, grossed out for the rest of the yeah. session. In Idaho, it's illegal for a man to give his fiance a box of candy weighing more than 50 pounds. What? First of all, you can buy boxes of candy for 50 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. And second of all, there is no woman that ever agreed to that. No, this was made because by a man. This was this was because it because they needed to limit I mean to show their affection. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what are they dropping it on her? What is happening? And where would you you can't get a box of candy that's over 50 pounds. No. I wouldn't. And why? Yeah. I don't know. That, that is weird. <laughs> it's weird. In Washington, a motorist with criminal intentions must stop at the city limits and phone the chief of police as he's entering the town. That would be very I'm helpful. coming. <laughs> I'm crossing. I'm driving a moped. I have criminal intentions, and I'm coming into town. I, I... <laughs> I'm on a pink moped. Uh, I have I a have, blue helmet. <laughs> and I'm going to buy meat on Sunday. I, or maybe I'm going to buy <laughs> No, that was the right It'd thing. be really helpful. <laughs> it if, would be if, if only criminals obeyed the law. If only <laughs> right. the criminals obeyed the law. Right. And, and called in and told their intentions. <laughs> yeah. In Arizona, if you are found stealing soap, you must wash yourself until the bar of soap is completely used up. You need soap that bad, you use it all right now. You're stealing cigarettes, you got to smoke them all right oh, now. <laughs> you, you steal the shampoo. Well, you, I mean, you'd only do it once. You'd only do it once. Really. Uh, and I'm just saying that, honestly, if you're stealing if you're stealing soap, let them have the damn soap. I know. Let them have it. Because can they you, need it. Well, can you imagine how long that would take? 
it would take forever. You would be just raw. You would be it. Ugh. And if they're stealing, it's not like they're stealing something frivolous. Right. We need soap. Soap. Yeah. Mouthwash. You steal mouthwash. You have to just use it all up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alcohol. You have to just drink it all. What? I, that's just. It's setting, a, it's setting a dangerous precedent, it, I feel like. It, it is an interesting choice, <laughs> but strange. Uh, the last one. In Tennessee, it's illegal to share your Netflix password with others. So obviously that's a new law. And why? So we're why? only in Tennessee. Only huh? in Tennessee. Huh. Is it illegal to share your password with your spouse? Uh, apparently. It's oh. illegal to share it at all. And your children. And I feel like, why do you care? Like, if I'm paying the bill, why can't I share my password with anybody? Because you're, it's, you're more bandwidth, Katie. More bandwidth. It's like, it's like smuggling somebody into the drive-in movie theater, <laughs> which is how you used to go. You drive a car in. In the trunk. And smuggling somebody in the trunk. Yeah. It's absconding with the viewage of material. But I feel like if I'm paying the bill, and, like, I give it to my best friend... Like, we're not using the same system to do it. But you are using twice as much. I know. So, I'm just saying that. Is this, is this something that you've done? Because you seem a little bit defensive. <laughs> about, I'm just saying. No, I that, actually never thought of it. I never even thought of it. But I think that, I mean, for other family members who, I mean, what if they pay me half for the half of the bill? Or well, something. Then you can only watch half of the <laughs> content that you want to watch. Because it's the content. I mean, it's using up right. more of the... Right. It's like stealing cable. It is. It is. I would, it's yeah, just it is. that it's done over the airwaves. Yes. Harder to find. 